This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL versus NL. I can't shout over you. I'll tell you why. I separate this right now. Are you a Maoist sir? Let's make debates great again. NL versus NL. Hello, hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of NL versus NL, your favorite debating show, which you should listen to because you can't watch TV news because it's trash. That's not debating, guys. That's just entertainment. But here we do real debates with real, real people, and today we are debating a very real issue, which is: Should countries be allowed to claim territory in space? Yes, should countries be allowed to claim territory in space? And to debate this out, we have our NL subscriber Dheeraj. Hi, Dheeraj. Hi. And uh, we have our events and partnership lead Shub. Hi, Shub. Hi, Meghnan. And both of them are upset because uh, both of them wanted to go second, but <laughs> I have basically told Dheeraj to go sec- uh, first because you know privilege. He is a subscriber. Shub is not. So <laughs> okay, so we will start the debate. Dheeraj is speaking for the motion, and Shub is speaking against the motion. So Dheeraj, go right ahead. So uh, well, the whether countries should be allowed to you know make space location, I mean colonize space, or whether individuals in those countries should be allowed to colonize space. For me, the question is actually not whether it should be. Actually, it's. it's really you know when this colonization or settlementism will start you know our the earth's resources are depleting our populations are increasing moving out of the earth is you know more or less in, inevitable should we colonize or you know of course we should we should settle you know i prefer settle to colonize uh the human species ne- needs to evolve it needs to innovate to use a pop culture reference you know go where no human being has gone before and you know what what this will also bring is you know space technology has shown us that you know a lot of fantastic discoveries happen and you know one example is solar panels the other example is carbon fiber which is you know deemed as a next uh, steel or whatever you call it uh, the argument is you know will the privileged be the ones who will be going to space of course it will be them you know that's the way our finance system our economy actually works is prevention better than cure a good philosophy well you know if it's if something is inevitable you know this is just a delaying tactic as such uh, you know we've seen that you know nasa budgets were cut in 70s you know otherwise we might have had the americans go into space you know a long time ago in the, somewhere in the last 50 years and right now you know because of all the budget cuts we've got private parties who are going to go and the 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 thing is ultimately you know a person these days is linked to a country and so you know when these individuals like Elon Musk or Richard Branson will go to space they'll make their own countries so to space uh, so to speak in space you know kingdoms and fiefdoms and all that but again uh, for me to conclude it's it's not really about you know should they be allowed to uh, allowed to colonize it's 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 more or less you know when this colonization will take place so that I'll stop sure Uh, I think we should. There are two parts to this motion that Meghnath has pr- uh, proposed in front of us. One is countries, and the second is space. So let's look at countries first, and then we can get to space. Now, how countries came to be formed was predominantly through the Treaty of Westphalia. It's also called the Peace of Westphalia, 
and this treaty sort of came about in around i think 1648 uh, after years of violence bloodshed war and loss of life in europe the outcome of this treaty was a theory which is used in international relations called balance of power now this theory states that states may secure survival by preventing one or more states to become too powerful so essentially when one state becomes too powerful the others form a coalition to sort of ensure that it does not exceed its powers and the con- so this is a preferred outcome as a viewer the converse of the theory is that uh, when there is equilibrium of power between rival nations so if two nations become equally powerful the chances of war destruction in the sort of violence increases right so what we are aiming for is a peaceful coexistence of different nations now what you're proposing should countries be allowed to claim territory in space the underlying argument that you're making is that you can make the leap from earth to space and take the westphalian concept of nation states with you i don't see that as being a smooth transition in fact it will be riddled with problems you will have the three problems that i can think of and i can elaborate in the next section is a space arms race exasperating earthly problems as you were and new territorial claims on earth so essentially if you uh, allow countries to claim territory in space my opening argument would be that it is not a smooth transition the westphalian concept of nation states is not easily translatable in outer space thank you okay round 2 goshun so to sort of start from where i left off uh, there are three problems that i predict can happen if you translate the westphalian concept of on earth to the outer space the first is a space arms race so what you will have essentially is countries investing billions and billions of dollars what happens when you start claiming territory is that the first thing a country will do when it claims x amount of territory is that they will securitize it so once you have territory okay you can have noble ambitions of you know combating climate change on earth uh reducing the resource scarcity on earth but that is not likely to happen what is more likely to happen is investment in arms ammunitions uh, weaponry to securitize the plot of land that you have in space i'm not getting into the argument in fact so that is one aspect the second aspect is that you will exacerbate earthly problems now here i will get into the argument of you all you already have disputed territories on earth right so kashmir is i would i don't know how to say it without being politically incorrect but there is a dispute over there there is an india china dispute there are other disputes across the world the african continent has major territorial disputes so what you will do is you will exacerbate these because once there is a conflict outer space you will in outer space for territory that same will have repercussions on earth so we have to think about it's a dual uh, causality in that sense and the third argument is that you will have new territorial claims on earth right now a lot of the sovereign states that are sort of there in existence right now a lot of the maps and the cartography that has been drawn has is a legacy to certain extent of colonialism right so what is to stop china for instance from saying that okay this is our landmass on earth but this landmass was sort of we got this after fighting colonialism of the japanese or the brits after civil wars but in outer space we will have more territory 
because that is our revisionist past. Similarly, in India can make a claim that there is Akhand Bharat. What we have in India today, what the boundaries that sort of define India today are not applicable overseas. So these are new territorial claims that can come up on earth as a result of you allowing nation states to claim territory overseas. So you will have a so sort of to reach to uh, reclaim my so make my arguments again. One, you will have securitization rather than focusing on development on earth. You will have securitization in space. You will exasperate certain existing problems that are there on earth vis-a-vis -vis territory. Third, you will have new territorial claims on Earth as a result of you giving territory in space. And fourth is, of course, the unknown unknown, right? You don't know what problems will emerge. The first thing I would like to interrupt by saying is that you cannot uh, define you cannot define the undefined right now. So you know, that's that's one of my first things. And the other thing is that you know, uh, territorial expanse is more to do with the fact that you know you. Uh, Territorial expanse is more to do with the fact that you know the territory is defined, whereas you know space is undefined. You can you can if there are 220 countries that we have, you could have 220 Earths where you know each country will go and you know define that uh, piece of piece of uh, planet as its uh, as its as its as its own. And the third thing is that you know if it's unknown unknown, then you know you can if you're looking at the negatives of the unknown unknown, I would rather say you know look at the positives of the unknown unknown. You may have a you have, you may have a plan you may have planets which are you know living uh, in perfect ha uh, harmony because you know everybody every string of the human race be it Indians Chinese Americans have their own piece of uh, land or property or planet to to deal with. So uh, this is where my disagreement uh, with my uh, debating partner today comes in, is that he's eternally an optimist, whereas. When it comes to territory, it is wiser to be slightly pessimistic or I would rather say realistic. We have always seen when there are claims over territory, that is the first, it doesn't even have to be between countries, right? We look at instances within families. Once territory becomes the point of contention, the chances of it spiraling out of control and having negative outcomes is far higher. Now, this happened in the 1500s in Europe. It happens till date in many parts of the world. I won't name the parts of the world. I named them earlier, but I don't want to get into trouble. When it, when it is a matter of territory, there is always the chance of conflict. Now, there are better ways to govern outer space. I agree there. I just don't think allowing nation states as we sort of imagine them to be and have come to realize them is the best way to go forward, is how I would so the first thing, the first thing I would like to say is that you know when you so let's let, let me finish with the pessimism, optimism rant. So uh, I think the whole the fact that you know we are we are looking at space itself is the most optimistic thing to do. So you know there's there's I mean uh, if if it wasn't for optimism of going outside uh, the boundaries, then you know space travel or space anything with the space going to the moon, going to the Mars, going to doing the Chandrayaan for India wouldn't wouldn't take place. Uh, and uh, you know, it's if 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 uh, as I was saying before, you know, uh, prevention is uh, better than cure is a great philosophy. But you know, if if it is something that is inevitable, then you know we are going to go out uh, out into space. We are going to uh, I would say settle in uh, different places. And I think we should uh, give our uh, race and our species a reasonable chance that you know they'll do something 
uh, well and govern themselves in a way where you know everybody can live in harmony i agree with the point that the human race is sort of the dna of the human race demands of it that it go out and explore that is how essentially we came to the conclusion that the earth is not flat right because there were voyages people went out they sort of explored the world i agree with that and i think there is there exploration is part of our dna i don't deny that what i deny is how that exploration takes place and if that exploration takes place under the foundation that countries will start claiming territory in space be it on asteroids the moon on different planets i don't think claiming of territory is how we should begin i think there has to be there is a better way to govern it and that will come in my concluding remarks the basis of our exploration should not be claiming territory but you know <laughs> i think i think saying that you know basis of our exploration is not claiming territory is is uh, taking i mean doesn't take into account the fact that you know Uh, the space race is not going to happen like you know each and every 200 each of the 220 countries uh, or, or more I mean I might have got my count wrong but each of those countries will send out their spaceships at the same time and then you know you will find 220 uh, places and uh, there uh, you know they are going to uh, you know I mean if you don't want to use the word stake claim go to a particular planet and inhabit the fact is that you know it there is it, it is not going to be fair you are going to have uh, say i would say uh, if i if i can name the g20 countries you know that's a easier way for me to uh, describe it those g20 countries would probably be first ones to go out to space and you know get to uh, get to some place so it will be left up to uh, and and you know even if we argue that you know humans do not have Uh, uh our racist or our territorialization but one thing that we have consistently done is that you know we always look into precedents now it is dependent on those countries to look into their precedents and do good or do bad and that is like a 50 50 chance 50 50 probability so you know uh, it's 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 it for me personally it's it's a little difficult to gauge something that's not happened yet and then say that you know we are going to do this so we are going to do that when it will happen it will happen and even if the president like the colonialism that we've had in america in africa and all that have not been the greatest examples i would say that you know there is there is a 50 50 chance that things might be good when space settlement in my words space colonization colonization for you in your words uh, happens if i can just use my 15 seconds okay uh, dheeraj i just don't think you should be making the case for colonialism because the precedent set by colonialism is not one i would like to follow that's my closing remarks for this round so Uh, I mean, you can, you can, you can. Uh, uh, what I said was not that you know uh, colonialism as a precedent. What I'm saying is that you know what happened in colonialism can be looked at, and the same thing can happen, and the same thing may not happen. You know, yeah, people may may go. Uh, it might go in a completely different direction where you know everything is fair, everything is harmonized, everything is great, and uh, the human history say a, t- a thousand years after. settlement as i would uh, i would call it we'll say that you know oh the human species is one of the most harmonized one of the best species ever in the world so what i'm talking about is there's a 50 50 chance of it going either way it can go bad it can go good it can go usually as i would say everything is in the gray and it would go somewhere in the middle 
uh, where things might be bad as it is uh, during colonization or things might be good as it is right now, where despite whatever we have in the media, it is, we are a, quite a free society. So what I would, what I would conclude is that uh, we do not really, I mean, we have precedents for good, we have precedents for bad, but, but we don't really know what is going to happen. So there's a unknown unknown over there, as, as, as my a friend Shubh has said, there's an unknown unknown. I would like to, I mean, the fact that uh, space exploration itself is, in my opinion, built on research as well as built on optimism that, you know, things uh, are going to get better. Of course, researchers are supposed to be one of the most pessimistic people who would, uh, who would look at their research and try to find hundreds of ways uh, that things can go wrong, the decisions will actually be made by countries and it will be left up to them and whether they want to go the right path or the wrong path. But I see it very differently also because, you know, if you, if you believe in science, then, you know, all the effort that will be made to uh, colonize or to settle or to get out of the earth will lead to a lot of scientific revolutions which may or may not you know I'm, I'm seeing the bright side here that you know which may help us deal and solve some of our intrinsic problems that we have here we might go outside you know uh, and find things find metals find uh, things which uh, you know might be really really helpful for for earth so right now you know i can give an example of climate change for example there is a there are some rare metals which are used in solar panels which only china has but you might find a planet filled with these metals and you know which will be able to you know uh, refurbish or make things better better uh, on earth we can always have a de debate on saying that you know uh, things that may go wrong in, in space might have its effect, uh, negative effects on Earth, but things that may go on in space can also have positive effects on Earth. You never know a, a, a planet might you know, live harmoniously and all those lessons that is learned from the, from the fantastic planet that they have there might be replicated uh, on Earth. Uh, so, you know, we can always look on the positive and uh, on the negative, but I see that, you know, there are, there are more things to gain from uh, going out into space, allowing countries to go out into space and, uh, uh, you know, finding and getting uh, settlements over there, rather than sit over here and get a burgeoning population which is constantly increasing, the resources constantly depleting, and at some point, you know, we, we are on a we are on a highway to highway to hell, basically, in terms of a population explosion, in terms of resource depletion. That you know, we will ultimately, if not now, when this thing happens, be ready to explore uh, explore beyond us. So again, like I uh, concluded, a lot of my other arguments. The idea is not if we should; it's more or less when. Okay, sure. So, uh, I think I should just clarify, I am not against space exploration. I am against countries as defined on Earth claiming territory in space. I think uh, Dheeraj makes a very valid argument that space exploration is going to happen. It's not a question of should or if, it is a question of when. In fact, space exploration is currently happening as we speak. It's happening both by countries as well as private entities. 
so i am not against space exploration per se i am against the idea of countries claiming territory in space now how now i will sort of give a recommendation on how of a converse argument which is essentially what we are currently living in Mm-hmm. so the space is the outer space is defined as something called the global commons which means that all countries in a way have a certain claim to it so global commons are sort of international waters uh, high seas you know things like that so space comes under that definition what we need today is a better global governance architecture that can help us govern the outer space better the current global governance architecture as sort of anchored in or defined by the united nations has served its purpose up up to a point in the sense by which i mean that post 1945 we haven't seen any big world wars right yep. and we haven't seen uh, a space arms race or anything of that sort so to an extent the current system as defined by the un where over 190 countries are signatories and so on and so forth has worked what is challenging that system today is private entities now sending uh, satellites to space and things of that sort what we need rather than countries claiming territory we need countries to find a better global governance architecture where stakeholders of the private sector are also included so that we do not fall for the uh, downsides of space exploration space exploration is going to happen there are many upsides to that happening but there are downsides what we as a global community need to do is one not claim territory and two create and create an architecture which includes infrastructure institutions norms guidelines on how space space exploration we can maximize the good of space exploration while minimizing its negatives if we Uh, if the proposition on the table given to all 190 or 200 plus countries is that countries will start claiming space in territory or uh, sorry start claiming territory in space the first thing they will do is ditch a lot of the development budgets that they already have and start moving towards securitization both on earth and in space so as i i, I repeat in my concluding remarks that the focus of space exploration should not be countries claiming territory rather it should be how the country that countries that exist today can cooperate and come up with a better global governance architecture for outer space exploration thank you nice nice guys nice that was amazing can i just add one i had 15 seconds over just one line <laughs> okay dheeraj add one line yeah one line that i want to add is that you know and um, human beings are social animals and we are uh, genetically modeled to claim territory that's it oh okay <laughs> so can't I, beat that man can't I, beat evolution man no but he got 15 seconds after i had completed my point right if i had that point in his allotted time yeah listeners please discard that my 3 minute 30 seconds right <laughs> <laughs> yeah listeners please discard that i was just indulging our subscriber like i always indulge our subscribers uh and uh, in, the, in the last second you know it, it just flashed out to me like and i was like Oh okay 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 fair fair game fair game okay you can use your subscriber privilege i am an employee you are a subscriber <laughs> <laughs> uh parikshit what do you think man who's side on your 
Dude, up until this day, I had no opinion on this topic. To be very honest, <laughs> I had never given a single thought to like if we should conquer space or not. <laughs> now, do you think about it? Yeah, now that I think about it, I think no, we should. No, uh, yeah. you're on Shub's side. Yeah, I'm on Shub's side, but like, yeah, but I agree to like Dheeraj's point as well. Like again, like I go back to my old notion, like agreeing on both sides, but. <laughs> The last point that Dheeraj made was like brilliant. Yeah, I I agree. I I think you know uh, the only logical way to think about this, and I'm on Dheeraj's side here actually. And the only logical way to think about this is that it's inevitable. It's going to happen. So might as well uh, anticipate it and then prepare for it. Yeah, dude. But my biggest concern about this is like, आज तक एंड जी विल हैव स्पेस करेस्पोंडेंट्स देयर। Oh good God! Anjanaun Kashyap in space. Okay, okay, okay. I think, I think, I think, I think, I think that's too bad a proposition. I would rather them be in space than on Earth. No, I think, I think it would be fair is if you allow me my one comment. You know, you can allow one shoot with that one, that comment. I think you know that that is quite brilliant. A Republic TV will have like a like an ISS type thing going around the planet, and Arnav will be in space. <laughs> yeah, they'll be they'll be basically talking. But you know, I was thinking about it. Uh, so I, I'm a big sci-fi nerd, and mm-hmm. you know, it's like whenever a space occupation sort of happens in space. No, sorry, space occupation. Yeah, that actually makes sense. Territorial occupation happens in space. It's always the global human community, more or less, which does mm-hmm. it. You know, like where there is like this globalized galactic empire which is spreading, which means that there is a global Earth government, not like Dude, have you India seen Space government. Force? Yeah, oh yeah, I was just I was just coming to that. So in Space Force, it's very interesting. You no, know? like where China and USA go at it for occupation of the moon. I haven't completed that show. I saw bits of it. It was really good. I love yeah. Steve Carell. I mean, the guy is a fucking genius. Yeah. But uh, as a show, it's disappointing. But like the concept that they have shown, ki like there is going to be a fight. Yeah, exactly. I, but, and I completely see that happening actually. Yeah, I mean, if if we continue the current way, the global like the global community is operating, yes. Yeah. But I am. I have reason to be optimistic that there will be a solution to global commons, which will be more democratic. Now, this is my mm. uh, more optimist side. <laughs> <laughs> After arguing against you, like. Yeah. I do feel that there will be a committee of nations that can sort of come to an agreement on how outer space is to be governed. I mean, we've done that in the past with a lot of things. So, mm. I, I space. That's 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 amazing, guys. This was an amazing debate. Much to think about, and thank you so much for spending time on this, dear listeners. If you want to participate in NL versus NL, you must be a subscriber of News Laundry, and then you will get a form. And we are now soon moving to round three. And if you have any suggestions for topics that you would like to see as NL versus NL debates, please write to us at contact at newslaundry.com with the subject NL versus NL debate proposition. And also CC me, Meghna at newslaundry.com. Uh, Dheeraj, where can people reach you and curse you about being so uh, pessimistic slash optimistic or both? Well, uh, you know, I gave my email ID last time. 
Okay. And, uh, and then uh, there was I uh, and then I gave, I also said you know you can link me at Facebook. Yes. The good thing was somebody did, and I was like. <laughs> And I was surprised. I was like, "Oh, okay, you know, आज आज के आज की तारीख में भी चलता है Facebook." Yes. So, so yeah, Facebook or this thing because I don't use my Twitter account a lot. I mean, it's like it's it's funny to talk about Twitter because I remember I was having some passport-related issues, and that's when I opened my Twitter account. I mean, after five years or something, to tweet to Sushma Swaraj, please, can you you know do this for me? <laughs> and it's been off for like under two or three years. So yeah, uh, Facebook or uh, uh, my email ID, which is draj triple six nine at gmail dot com, and you know you can use the same Facebook as well. Okay, Shubh, where can people reach you to curse you? Uh, you can curse me. My Twitter handle is at Shubh Soni, which is my full name. That's S H U B H S O N I. And you can also drop me an email at shub at newslaundry dot com. Okay, amazing. Thank you so much, guys, for doing this. And listeners, I will see you next week in the next NL versus NL. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry dot com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.